Hello and welcome to Nerd Subculture. I'm your host Jared. And I'm Edwina. And today, continuing once more with feeling into season two, baby. I can't yes, believe it. Season two. Season two. Episode one. When she was bad. <laughs> when she was bad. I had it here a second ago. I completely <laughs> lost it. Released uh, the 15th of September 1997. Written and directed by... Some guy. Some guy. <laughs> Joss Whedon. Can we say his name? We let us say his I, name I, anymore? I don't know. I think he's been cancelled. Can you say people's name if they're being cancelled? Yeah, he's on the verge of being cancelled, yes. No, I'm pretty sure he just got cancelled. Oh, he did really? Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> we'll get back to that one. Um. Yeah. Coming <laughs> back to... Worst time to start a Buffy podcast ever. Possibly, yep. Yep. Um. Yeah, so going, yeah, new season. Uh. And, yeah, so this episode just finishes up the storyline with the master mm, from yeah. season one. It's not a monster of the week one. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a, just finishing up the arc from last season pretty much. Yeah, so not start, not st- completely starting fresh, is it? That They still carry on the last – usually when you – the next season next uh, season episode they, pretty much just start starts off with fresh. a fresh – Yeah, yeah. A fresh slate almost, uh, but they, they're still – I suppose maybe it it show it's the theme of this episode because the whole PTSD thing like things aren't just over like in the snap of a finger yeah. you don't just get over it and it, things still linger I guess maybe that's because of a constant uh, constant fl- uh, theme throughout this episode yeah definitely um, also season two everything gets a little bit better like I think they get a higher budget um, the music gets much better because they bring in Christoph Beck who is now like a huge Hollywood composer. Yeah, really? What's he done? Uh, Frozen. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> um, and recently he did WandaVision. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Now that is an amazing show. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and the music in that show is pretty spectacular. So, <laughs> yeah. Are you telling me he's Mephisto? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, he is Mephisto. Everyone's Ms. Mephisto. Am I Mephisto? Of course you are. <laughs> oh, dear. Um. He takes over as the music director, and it becomes and the score just becomes more melodic, and they get rid of that synth from the first season. Yeah, that's constant. it's like that cheap sort of uh, hallmark uh, playback, <laughs> yeah. where it just sounds like someone's just kneeling on a keyboard, sort of. Yeah, so they get rid of that, and he bring and sort of um, season two, the sound like the um, composition of the music becomes sort of the template for the rest of the seasons mm. to come. It's kind of like. Um, I think that uh, was it. Was it the Snow or what was his name? The guy from did X Files sort of started that trend of having its that sort of long sustained organ music or, or synth yeah. music in the background, so which is really popular like- on, on that. And I think a lot of shows, even this show, was sort of cop emulating that yep. sound. That but sound- everyone just makes it sound cheesy when they do it. And less spooky and sort of yeah. haunting. I always think that someone's just fallen asleep on their keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> um. Also, what gets better is the lighting gets better. Mm, okay. Um, and I think the story arc of this season gets better. Right. As Ooh. well. We'll look forward to that. So, it's a little less cut and dry as as uh, who the big bad is, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. Did you want to do yeah, the yeah. synopsis? Yeah, I'll, yeah. Uh, I'll get to the synopsis. Xander and Willow are walking on the outskirts of a cemetery. A tender moment ensures when Xander is about to kiss her when a vampire appears. 
Santa intervenes, but is barely holding his own when Buffy shows up and kills the vampire. At school, Giles finds again and explains that although they have closed the Hellmouth, the mystical energy still attracts evil forces to the town. Cordelia runs into the gang, remembering her previous encounters with the supernatural, and promises not to tell anyone Buffy is the Slayer. Giles asks Buffy to resume her training after school. Whilst practicing, Buffy has a vision of the master and begins furiously hitting a dummy. At night, she dreams of being killed by him. When she wakes, Angel appears in her room to warn her of the Anointed One. At the bronze, Xander and Willow wonder about Buffy's behaviour. Buffy then arrives in a very revealing dress and mocks Angel. She begins a slow, sensual dance with Xander. Buffy brushes him off, having only danced with him to make Angel jealous. Meanwhile, the Anointed One and his acolyte Absalom are forcing their vampires to dig up the master's bones barehanded through the consecrated earth. Cordelia confronts Buffy and tells her to get over her problems. After Buffy leaves Cordelia, she is kidnapped by two dark figures. They throw her into a basement with the unconscious Miss Calendar. Buffy walks to the grave that holds the bones of the master and finds it dug up. At lunch the next day, Giles shares Xander and Willow's concerns about Buffy. He speculates that she has had a tough time handling her traumatic encounter with the master. Buffy shows up to tell them about her discovery. Giles remembers the existence of some resurrection spells and Buffy is angered that he never told her about them. That night, the gang learned that the resurrection spell needs the blood of the closest person to the deceased. Buffy thinks she is the target as she and the master were close. Cordelia's necklace, wrapped around a large rock, is thrown through the library window. Though Willow calls it as an obvious trap, Buffy leaves, saying in frustration that she cannot look out for them while slaying. Inside the basement where she has been led, Buffy and Angel find one female vampire. Buffy realises that the trap is not for her. At the same time, Giles realises that the Latin text actually said the ritual requires the blood of those physically nearest to the master when he died. In other words, Giles, Willow, Cordelia and Miss Calendar. Giles and Willow are kidnapped by several vampires. Buffy returns to the library where she finds a blooded Xander who is upset with her for abandoning her friends and threatens to kill her if anything happens to Willow. Buffy tortures a vampire for information on their whereabouts. Buffy interrupts the ritual and slays several vampires while Angel and Xander rescue the others. Before she leaves, Buffy smashes the master's bones to bits with a sledgehammer. The next day, Buffy apologises for her behaviour and is pleasantly surprised to find herself forgiven. Meanwhile, the Anointed One gazes at the scene of destruction and simply remarks, I hate hate that that girl. girl. The end. That's it. That's the one. Yay! Thank you. So, Eddie. So, this is the one where Buffy has PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder from, you know, dying. Yes, so... Um, And goes into full self-destruct mode and trying to alienate herself from her friends and family. And no one seems to have any empathy for her. Uh, Giles sort of does. And I think Cordelia is the only saving grace who kind of calls her out for her behaviour. And, you know, she sort of covers it up. Like, you know, she doesn't want her friends to be in danger. Um, so it's best not to have any. <laughs> so I think that's kind of her thinking. But just trying to push everyone away. Yeah, and then she does that, oh, God, that very the sexy dance scene <laughs> to Chibamoto. Um, 
is you know her you know it's her it's a good attempt to alienate herself from Willow, mm-hmm. Xander, and Angel all at the same time. Yeah, yeah, she just pisses everybody off, doesn't she? <laughs> yeah, and she, you know, that that flirty, like she goes in to kiss Xander, and this is, you know, after the last episode, and she had made it quite clear that she has absolutely no interest in Xander. Mm, yeah, after um, he, you know, pretty much, well, after she, uh, you know, refused his uh, his offering, you know, yeah. quite flat out, which you defended, well, you know. She said no. <laughs> yes. And she gave no intentions that she was ever, ever interested. Yeah. And then in this episode, she gives all the signs that she's. Yeah. Um, Full on grinding on him, too. <laughs> yes. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it is horrible to watch this scene. It's so oof, <laughs> aw- awkward. You know, she's also trying to make um, Angel jealous. Um, she's pretty horrible to Angel throughout this episode. Um, you know, there is that scene where he's climbed through the window. No, he didn't seem climb through. He was just he was just there. It's <laughs> just there. Maybe he came in through the front door. <laughs> you don't know that. Yeah, that that scene. You know, like you get Angel. <laughs> like it always seems to be the case. You get Angel. Lit by moonlight through Venetian blinds. It's just very, like, uh, yeah. like you should do a count on how many times it happens. And it is a little creepy and possibly the twi- inspiration for Twilight. Uh, what? This show? Yeah. Mm, okay. Well, especially the creepy vampire sneaking in the window watching someone sleep. Mm, yes. Uh, so <laughs> You've never you seen saying- Twilight. So are you saying this is all Buffy the Vampire Slayer fault, the whole Twilight thing? Um, is that who we should blame? No, I've never seen any of the any of the Twilights. No, I keep saying one day I just got to watch them just for the sake of it, you know. But I think that moment's past now, where they're just they're completely irrelevant and no one talks about them anymore. They're just you know forgotten about now. I think aren't they? Virtually, um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's the best time to watch it. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, uh, uh, David Borealis. Borea- <laughs> what do you call him, David Borealis? Borealis. He yeah. was he was the master in the non in the non flashback footage. Did you know that? What non flashback footage? Uh, you know, the, when he when she saw the master for that second when she was doing the punching bag thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, apparently that was him dressed up as a master. Oh, okay, why did they do that? Probably because they couldn't get the actor. That makes no sense. (laughs) They probably couldn't get the actor and just thought, oh, we'll just get some other guy. The title is derived from a poem by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow and it goes, and when she was good, she was very, very good, but when she was bad, she was horrid. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, had you seen this episode? Uh, No, I haven't seen this episode, no. This is so, yeah, a new one. Another new one for you. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen any of these episodes, so this is like going uh, 13 straight, I guess. 13 episodes straight that yeah. you haven't seen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what do you what did you think of this one? Uh, yeah, it was probably better than last season, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else you wanted to? Oh, did you want to bring up the Chibo Mato band? Uh, if you want to. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I brought them up. <laughs> uh, I never heard of this band before. Have you? Ah, uh, yes, I have. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, just from Buffy, or oh, other, other I think, than that? I think yeah, it was just on Buffy that I heard them, and then I 
looked them up on Spotify and have listened to some of their music. Yeah, is, yeah. It, is it any good? Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, didn't seem like they had a very stellar career, though. Like, they had a, a couple of albums in the 90s, and then they virtually went hiatus for about 15 years or longer until about 2014, and they came back. Uh, plenty of band members have come through. I think even one, Julian Lennon. No, Sean Lennon. Sean Lennon, was it? Sorry, Sean yeah. Lennon. <laughs> Sean Lennon. The other one. The other Lennon. <laughs> the other one, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I'd never heard of them before. Yeah. What's this one about Buffy breaking the fourth wall? I've mentioned, I, I didn't notice her break the fourth wall. Did she? Oh, I don't think, I don't think it actually can't, like, I don't think it is breaking the fourth wall, what she did. What did they say she did? Uh, it's it's like talking, like, she's like talking to herself. It's it's not breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, okay. Well, that, that's what I was well, curious. Like, I don't remember her breaking the fourth wall. No, she's like talking to herself. Well, that's a soliloquy. That's not breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. <laughs> so when she talks to herself, uh, what's a, a soliloquy? Is when they're talking out loud but not to the audience sort of mm. thing. But then when they talk to the audience, it's different. You know, like like uh, Deadpool or Clarissa explains it all. Yeah. Where they actually look at the camera or, or um, Malcolm in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Well, this brings us into question time. Oh. Those questions ready? Question time. Oh no, I, I did it wrong this time, did I? <laughs> Bastard. Yeah, I stuffed it up. <laughs> Go on. No, ah, that's fine. Let's keep going. <laughs> All right. Okay, which character was your favourite in this episode? Um, maybe Angel. I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, he was getting completely shut on by Buffy, but was still helping her. Yeah. Yeah. Putting yeah. up with her crap, and going up and grinding <laughs> in front of a guy right in front of him, and he and he held and he you know kept his cool about it. He didn't go up and punch him like you know I would have done. Well, Bryce would have done. <laughs> Bryce, oh <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, and I have to go with Cordelia. Like she's oh, calling. Yeah, yeah, she's fantastic in this episode. <laughs> like Buffy is horrible to her. Mm. <laughs> Like downright mean to her. Which character do you love to hate in this episode? Well, I think Buffy is is got to be the answer to that question, I think. Yeah, so I'm going with Xander mainly for that one line where it's if if they hurt Willow, I will ki- I'll kill you mm. line to Buffy. It's just so – like he just has no empathy for what's going on in her head. Mm. Like okay. she thought – like she actually thought she was doing the right thing by – Pushing him away. By pushing everyone yeah. away. Um, in her head, she's doing the right thing. Mm. Um, yeah, he just had like he just has no way of putting himself in her shoes. Yeah. Like, and what okay. she goes through on a daily basis as the slayer. Mm. What was the most memorable fight scene? Uh, I think the the final scene at the end was pretty awesome. Yeah, with them like I, I always think that bit with them on the on the meat hooks. Yeah. Being sort of Brought like, what do you call it? Like on a production, like a meat production line. Yeah, was that really them on the hanging on that? That'd have been so uncomfortable. That would have been horrible to do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, that like yeah, it's it really is horror movie stuff. That scene. Mm. Um, but I will go with. I actually think the best. Well, my memorable fight scene, other than them dangling. 
unconscious mm. by their ankles. Um, it's probably like the dream sequence with Giles uh, strangling Buffy. Okay. Well, you said this is a fight scene, though. Yeah, it? yeah, but she, they're fighting each other. Like oh, Buffy's okay. fighting. Okay. All like, right. um, I thought you meant like kung fu fighting, sort of. You know, actually. Well, she's fighting him. Well, not really. He he's just strangling her. Yeah, and she's fighting him. Well, she's not really fighting. <laughs> it's a fight okay, scene. Okay. All right. Yeah. There's yeah. violence in it. Yeah. It's a fight scene. Okay. All right. Yep. They're fighting. Well, yep. I'll pay it. Yep. <laughs> um. Yeah. Where Buffy. T- yeah. Where Giles. Is- Does he turn into the master or something? Yeah, I think doesn't he rip his mask yeah, off? Yeah, yeah. Like or does a, she pull his face off or yeah, something? Yeah, I think she pulls his face off. Yeah, and it's the master underneath. Yeah, yeah. Um, LOL moment. Oh, uh, probably the uh, at the start with um, principal. What's his name? Flutie? Schneider. 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 And, and he's uh, complaining about all these horny teenagers googling at, at the girls, as Giles is. <laughs> and how they all yes. stutter and mutter when they try to say something. And he's yeah, like, oh, when Miss Calendar oh, comes oh, up. Oh, Miss Calendar. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> like turning every male into a bumbling idiot. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I, I like, I have to say, I like the when they're in the library mm-hmm. and the rock goes through the window with Cordelia's necklace on it. Mm-hmm. And. Buffy reads reads the note saying, "Come to the bronze before it opens, or we make it make her a meal." And Xander says, "They're gonna cook her dinner." I'll pretend I didn't say that. <laughs> um, who gets the wooden spoon in this episode? Now we're just gonna be clear in case people aren't sure what the wooden spoon is. The wooden spoon is a person who comes in last or who underperforms, not. No, not gets punished with a wooden spoon. <laughs> yes. if that, it, it, you want to be clear on that. And yeah. I think the person who gets the wooden spoon in this episode is the acolyte guy, Absalom. Breaking rule number one of villain, monologuing. Don't monologue. monologue. He was my, had him hanging over there, ready to go, and he was just yammering, just yammering on. And he could have, he could have risen to master, but no. Had to rave on about all this other stuff, and it could have been yeah. done and over with, and he I would have won. Should have been cutting them open and bleeding them dry. Why not do it at the same time? <laughs> yeah. Well, you yeah. want to? Okay, we keep talking. Yeah, keep, I'm looking. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Talk, and you know you can multitask. Yeah. Multitask. Yeah. Talk and gut. Talk and gut at the same time. <laughs> but yep. no, he had to monologue. Yeah. That's the that's one rule. Th- yeah. Broke the rule. And yep. what's the second rule? No capes. No capes. <laughs> <laughs> Did he have a cape? He didn't have a cape. <laughs> I actually gave it to the to the vampire bait, the girl who was be- dressed as the bait. Yeah. Um, mainly because she probably should have dusted herself so that she couldn't be like so that she couldn't be tortured mm. into the whereabouts of it, where her friends were. It sort of defeated the purpose of her being mm. bait. Oh, she could have had a machine gun and killed Buffy. <laughs> I'll gun. Why don't they do that? They did. Remember, they tried that. It didn't work. Remember, Darla tried that. that oh. Maybe just try it again with more guns. <laughs> but it didn't work more- the last time. So well, there was one person with two guns. Why not ten people with ten guns? <laughs> Dodge this. <laughs> okay. How did I know that you were going to bring this up one day? Why don't they just have lots of guns? And, yeah, guns in Buffy, they just never work. They nah. bring them in. Oh, actually, they do work. That's a lie. But not until probably later. Seasons. Um, exactly. Uh, favorite scene. 
um, the sensual seduction dance. Oh, <laughs> did you love? You loved that. No, it's called the sexy Chibamoto dance. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, can I give a shout out to oh, what's Sanders' character's actor's name? Nicholas Played? Brandon. Yeah, that was a good working day for him. I reckon. <laughs> I mean, it was a good, you know, there's good days of work where you go home feeling good. He he had one of those days, and I think, <laughs> you know, because he's just if he's noticed, he's just standing there, um, and As she, she is just on and him. she is just grinding on him, you know, like you know, this, this is tough. <laughs> it's <laughs> a hard day at work. Tough, hard day at work. Oh yeah, yeah. very very hard. Very hard day at work for <laughs> yeah, Santa. <laughs> very hard. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Um, I have to say it's it's could I'll read out the scene that um it says after Buffy after Buffy has finished grinding all over Xander, you know, doing the nilly kissing him, like going in for a kiss and then sort of saying a really bitchy comment and leaving. Mm-hmm. Um Cordelia sees sees the whole thing happen on the dance floor. Um, and she follows her into the alleyway and says to her, you're really campaigning for bitch of the year, aren't you? And Buffy responds with, as defending champion, you nervous? I think Cordelia's like, oh, I can hold my own. And then says, whatever's causing the Joan Collins chew, deal with it. Embrace the pain, spank your in a moppet, whatever, but get over it. <laughs> like she's the only one that sort of notices that she is dealing with some stuff. She's saying, you know, do what you need to do mm. before you lose everyone. Yeah. And what did she call her? <laughs> a moppet. Uh, <laughs> Spank oh, her in a moppet. A moppet. I thought she said muppet. No, moppet. A moppet. Do you know what moppet means? No, what's a moppet? A moppet is a small, innocent child. I oh, actually okay. had to look it up because I was like, what the fuck is a moppet? Never heard of a moppet. Yeah, it does seem like a really weird term that Cordelia would use, but okay, it's like a very old-fashioned term. Hmm. There you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, least favorite scene. Uh, probably the scene in the school locker room. Oh, it's in the, uh, hallway. the hallway. Sorry, and uh, and they first meet Cordelia, and she's a bit of a bitch to them, and oh, well, she's and, not really a bitch. Well, shouldn't you call them losers again? No. No. Um, Buffy actually calls her a, uh, an idiot. Yeah. yeah. Everyone just seems nasty in that <laughs> scene. Everyone's just being nasty to each other for no reason, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just a, it's a, sort of unwarranted, I guess, that's high but school it is, kids. But it is also that scene where Cordelia's not pretending that nothing's going on anymore. Yeah. Like, she, like she's actually now part of the, uh, part of the, the core gang, so to speak. Because she knows that Buffy's the Slayer. Mm, yeah. So she's, yeah, holding on to that. I think you know what I'm going to say is my least favourite scene, and it's the scene with the vampires digging up the grave. Yeah. Um, and as I'm watching it, because they've they've got two vampires with with shovels, and there's like six vampires, mm-hmm. and only two shovels, and then they're like, get in there and dig. By the way, like I don't really know what the big time crunch was on <laughs> they had to get in there. So, but you know, and and the grounds being consecrated seems completely pointless if you've got a shovel. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Like, um, but then 
like he makes like the vampires get down into the dirt, the consecrated dirt that burns them mm. to start digging the bones up. I was like, why couldn't they just bring in – like I'm sitting there watching it going, why didn't they bring some more shovels? Mm. <laughs> like yeah. just would have made more sense to just bring a few more shovels. Also, mm. Giles did not bury those bones deep enough. At all. Mm. <laughs> like, they're literally on the top. <laughs> like, well, why, why even put them all in one spot? Why not, like, scatter them over the earth? Exactly. Or, or, or smash them up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or smash them. T- yeah, smashy, smashy. Smashy, smashy to pieces. Yeah. Um, Favourite quote from this episode? Um, I think it was towards the end, uh, the fight, when they're about to fight the vampires, when the other guy was monologuing. And Angel says, oh, we need to distract the vi- vampires. And Buffy's like, right. He says, uh, what are you going to do? Oh, I'm going to kill them all. That will distract them. <laughs> that ought yeah. to distract them. Yeah. Um, yeah. My favourite is by Snyder. It's the conversation between Snyder and uh, Giles. And he's like, ah, the first day back, it always gets me. And Giles says, yes. Principal Snyder then says, I mean, it's incredible. One day the campus is completely bare, empty. The next, there are children everywhere, like locusts crawling around, mindlessly bent on feeding and mating, destroying everything in sight in their, rent- in their relentless, pointless desire to exist. Um, <laughs> it's like Giles replies with, um, I do enjoy these little pep talks. Yeah, I just think yeah. I like that pointless desire to exist. Yeah. Pretty harsh. Um, but also followed by Angel's little lie of line when they walk into the bronze and see the the who's the girl that's supposed to be Cord- the vampire Cordelia, or the girl that's supposed to be Cordelia. Yeah. Um, and Angel's like, "There's the bait, but where's the hook? Something's off in here. Something's wrong. <laughs> There's the bait. Where's the hook?" Um. Who's the MVP of this episode? Uh, maybe Angel, I guess. It could be the MVP for this episode. Yeah, again, I'm going to go with Cordelia. Yeah, I had a feeling you would. <laughs> I do love Cordelia. Yeah. 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 Um, and now we've got the best fr- Cordelia freakout moment. Uh, well, I think I might go for the, the Tuscany line at the start where she mentions about Having no beach, having a no beachless summer, and uh, having a having a her parents force her to go to Tuscany, and not to go to the beaches. I'll go for I'll go with that one. Okay, because there's no beaches in Italy. Yeah, <laughs> no nice beaches though. Well, there's there's some alright ones. Yeah. Oh, they've got but they've got the pebble beaches. Yeah. So the water's nice beautiful. beaches. Yeah, but the water's beautiful. Yeah, but the ship. <laughs> Ship beaches. <laughs> They're not fun to walk on. No. Also, yeah. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. No. I like my favorite Cordelia freakout moment is at the end when she's talking to Miss Calendar about the worst part of being kidnapped, kidnapped and hung upside down to be sacrificed. Um. Is actually the stains that she can't get out of her clothes, no matter how much she dry cleans them. Well, I don't get that. Why? Why is that? I don't know. <laughs> what has that got to do with being Because they were in a dirty, because they were in a dirty basement. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. The stains in her clothes that she was wearing. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. All right. All right. And final question. Um, what do you rate this episode out of 10 using something from the show? Okay. I'll give it five pebbles wrapped in necklaces thrown through windows. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go five sexy dancers to Chibamoto. <laughs> I was thinking that one too, actually. Can we switch? <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, was there anything else? You know, it is that thing. By the end of the episode, she does. She works out all her issues by smashing his bones. Like the threat really does feel like it's finally gone. Hmm. Yeah. Although the anointed one, I have a feeling we'll be seeing him again very soon. No? Uh, yes. Yes? Okay. But remember he's a kid. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they've got to get rid of him <laughs> they've soon. They've got to get rid of him pretty soon. <laughs> they age too quickly. Because kids don't stay kids and he's already starting to look mm. older than when the show started. Has <laughs> <laughs> that actor gone to do, to, to do anything else? Mm, not no. that I know of. No. Yeah. Haven't really looked him up. <laughs> Doesn't <laughs> look familiar. <laughs> no, probably not. Okay, well, I think that wraps it up for another week, Eddie, doesn't it? Sure does. Uh, come see it. Uh, come follow, uh, like on. Yes, please like, subscribe, write a comment, say hello. We'll say hello back. How many people talk to us? So it'd be nice <laughs> to have a conversation with someone. Yeah. Check us out Twitter, Instagram, uh, Instagram TikTok, TikTok, Facebook. There's a Facebook page. There. Our Podbean. Come say hello. We'll say hello back. Take okay, care. Bye. We'll see you next time. I haven't done a grrr arg for a while, have I? No.